Uh, I'm Isabel Troitsky, and I'm with uh, Arthritis Consumer Experts. Uh, you're watching the um, hashtag <laughs> CR Arthritis, sorry about that. Um, and uh, we've done a lot of interviews already. Today, uh, I am joined with Dr. Uh, Molly Carruthers. Am I pronouncing it right? Good. Um, and uh, so, Dr. Carruthers is a rheumatologist at uh, Arthur's Health Center in Vancouver. Uh, she's a clinical associate professor at the University of British Columbia in rheumatology, and she's clinician investigator at Arthritis Research Canada. Welcome. Thank you. Uh, so Thank happy you. to have you here. And, yeah. and, and uh, we'll be talking uh, about a, a very specific topic um, and uh, you know, and there's not so much awareness about it. And it's the uh, IgG4 related disease. So um, first, I'd like to you to introduce yourself, what, uh, you know, what you're doing, what you're, what's your involvement in rheumatology and, and, and this area of focus. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'm Dr. Carruthers, and I trained at Mass General with Dr. John Stone, who did a lot of the initial work in IgG4-related disease. And then in 2014, I moved to University of British Columbia in Artis. And so I have a large clinical practice there, primarily of rheumatoid arthritis, psoriatic arthritis, the usual things that rheumatologists see. And I was able to work with another doctor named Luke Chen, who's actually a hematologist. And he and I have accumulated over 150 patients with IgG4-related disease in Vancouver. So we're one of the largest single centers in the world. So in addition to a busy clinical practice, I also do clinical research and have published papers with Dr. Chen. And now I have two clinical trials that I'm, I'm running. Um, and that's from seeing all those 150 patients. So uh, with the disease, amongst others who, who end up not having it. Mm -hmm. And I would say that, like we're going to talk about, IgG4 is a rare disease and a complex one, and therefore it does make sense to advocate for yourself with your doctors to see somebody who specializes the disease at your center. Now, that's not necessarily going to be me in Vancouver, and this this uh, CRA meeting, we're starting a Canadian IgG4-related disease consortium mm -hmm. amongst the doctors. And I would love to have a patient advocate wing of that. I'd love to work mm -hmm. with uh, IgG4 patient advocate group. And I think one of our main goals would be to pair people in their location with doctors who are aware of this complex disease and the patients who need their special attention. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Excellent idea. Mm -hmm. So um, for those uh, out there who don't really understand what that disease is, can you explain what IgG4-related disease is? Yes. So IgG4 is an immune-mediated condition that causes glandular, you know, swelling, glandular swelling, pseudotumor, anywhere in the body. That's that's the problem. Mm -hmm. It speaks to some of the complexity. So it's going to be hard for a doctor who's only seen one case to give you the standard of care. Um, but generally, the way people present are large glands on their face or lymph nodes, um, 
up here, um, and then pancreatitis and liver disease. Those are the four most common ways that, so people think that they might have cancer, right? With a lump coming out their face, or if they have pancreatitis, there's often a tumor in the pancreas or tumor. We call them pseudotumors. So um, people think they have cancer and then they undergo a biopsy and then it shows this IgG4 disease. Wait a minute, this isn't cancer. This is actually a treatable immune-mediated condition. And um, so it's actually good news for a patient to have this rather than cancer um, because it is highly treatable. However, you do need to undergo a biopsy because a lot of things can look like IgG4-related disease. So I, nobody wants to go through a surgical procedure, but it is actually essential for us to get that tissue in order to diagnose the disease. So, so you say it's treatable. Mm -hmm. What's, what kind of treatments? Well, the first line of treatment is prednisone, which is not my favorite drug. I, I don't like using prednisone because I call it the bridge to nowhere, right? You start it and then it's really hard to come off it, whether mm. it's rheumatoid arthritis or IgG4-related disease. Um, and then we use things like mycophenolate, azathioprine, some pills, and then we have a infusion medicine. Yeah. Okay. And so what we're developing on our research end are um, pills and also infusions. So similar in terms of the mode of administration. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so do, does it mean that so there is remission or is it just yeah, exactly. quality of life that is just better? Like, can we, can we cure? Can we Yes, good question. Disease? Yeah, I like that question. So I did do a study in Boston that was published in 2015 using rituximab. And in that study, there were 30 patients with IgG4-related disease, and the medication only lasts for six months, but the study was for a year, mm -hmm. and only four people needed retreatment in that year. So sometimes okay. you can put it into remission with mm -hmm. an infusion course mm -hmm. and not need retreatment. So it is a bit different than rheumatoid arthritis in that way. Yes. Once you start treatment, you don't need to necessarily be on it for years and years at a time. Mm -hmm. Great, um, very useful information. Um, now, um, I know you, you had, um, you done last week, I think, a review course on IgG4 uh, related diseases. Are there anything that, or is there anything that was discussed there that patients would be, um, um, would be interested in? Any interesting takeaways for them? Or So I talked a little bit about the IgG4 antibody itself, which I don't tend to talk about. Yeah. I do talk about it with patients. Mm -hmm. um, we're still trying to work out, you know, I do tell this to patients all the time, mechanisms of disease. Yeah. We don't actually know the cause of most diseases, mm -hmm. right? And so that makes it hard for preventative medicine as well. I would love to be able to tell my IgG4 patients, you know, try this diet, do this, avoid this toxin, you know, do these exercises and then and then we'll avoid the progression of the IgG4-related disease or take this two-week course of antibiotics. But it's not really like that with any of our autoimmune conditions, but including IgG4 that if you don't know what triggers it, then you can't prevent it, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. So so what we're working on is 
why does this IgG4 antibody become elevated in the bloodstream, which mm -hmm. the reason I was focusing on biopsies is it's not always elevated in the bloodstream, so you have to can't be over-reliant on the blood test, but it's always in the tissue. So this IgG4 antibody is in the tissue when we stain it. We don't know exactly why it's there, and we don't know what triggers it. So in the meanwhile, we're doing the usual that we do in medicine, which is figuring out the treatments before we figure out the cause, the cause unfortunately. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and so you mentioned the biopsy to, you know, remove the possibility of, of cancer. Yes. Um, but so how do you find its IgG4-related uh, disease? Yes, good question. So under the microscope with just regular staining called H&E staining, they can see features of IgG4-related disease. I don't think I'm going to go into the details no. of what we see, but uh, I can't yeah. list them off, but I don't think we get a lot out of that. But um, So there's some basic features that mm -hmm. we can see on a regular okay. stain. So the pathologists do need to be aware of the disease, and increasingly, so I was involved in the pathology consensus paper mm -hmm. that came out in about 2012. And so in that paper... So that's over 10 years ago now. Most most pathologists have read that. Okay. And so even before they go to staining for the IgG4, mm -hmm. which is a separate thing, your pathologist should be able to okay. recognize okay. it. Okay. Yeah. So awareness is... Awareness there. is important, yeah. yes. Um, and in terms of patient awareness, I think it would be hard for a patient to, to find their symptoms on mm -hmm. the internet, as mm -hmm. opposed to other diseases. Okay. I don't, my, if patients come to me, they say, you know, Dr. Carlos, I think I have X disease because I found it online and here are my symptoms. <laughs> that happens. No, I don't mind. I'm open to that. That's great. Yeah. I, there's nothing, we're all just educated people. It's a big, wide world out there. If you find your disease, fantastic. I think when it comes to IgG4, that gap would be a little bit harder since the biopsy is so, and the blood work and the way it presents is so complex. Even the physician who diagnoses it might have a little trouble mm -hmm. managing it um, because it's, but on the end, once you get the diagnosis, then what do you do? I think that's where the opportunity for patients to really advocate for themselves comes in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great. Um, and so any um, any insights uh, for, for patients? Um, anything you'd like to to say to them uh, when they you know they may they may figure out it might be uh, okay, yes. So if it might be IgG4 related disease, I would say that this is a blessing that it isn't cancer mm -hmm. because it is a treatable condition that can go into remission. And we have a lot of different treatments. Unfortunately, not a lot of them well studied because mm -hmm. it's a rare disease. So something like rheumatoid arthritis is 1% of the population worldwide. So that ends up being millions of people that you can do these high quality studies and figure out what the best first line, second line management is. And IgG4 related disease, since it's rare, um, it's harder to recruit for those kind of studies. So as Dr. Allard was talking about and what I'm talking about is that Canada does have an opportunity to be involved in international mm -hmm. studies of yes, the disease. Yeah, yeah. And so I would ask that 
patients help us help you. The more information we can get about the disease, the more people who sign up for our studies, then the, the more that um, IgG4 can be helped. For example, we do not have uh, FDA, that's in the U.S., or Health Canada approval for any medications for IgG4-related disease. So even though I did that study on rituximab, that was not brought forward by yes. the company to get the approval. Mm -hmm. So everything is off-label. Mm -hmm. So without participation of patients, yeah. then we can't get something that gets an approval. The more people we get, the more likely we are to get an approval. And once we get that, then that helps people all over the world. Yes. We can say, look at this medication is really working for these IgG4 patients. This is what its side effect profile looks like. And so what I always say to my clinical trial participants, and I've been very fortunate in Vancouver, people are traveling a long way to be a part of my study. So mm -hmm. I'm very thankful for that. People coming from Prince George, the island, oh, yeah. Kelowna, um, so all over, all over BC, and volunteering their time and their their, you know, their bodies to be a part of these studies. And it's a real it's a real service to others. It's a service to others to be part of a clinical trial. And 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 so are you working with uh, physicians all over the country to? Well, I'm trying to build that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so that's what this Canadian IgG4 related disease yeah. consortium is about. Yeah. yeah. But at my site, it's been mainly about how did I get 150 patients with it? Boston published on 125, so it's quite a few patients, mm -hmm. right? And part of that is that the doctors knew Dr. Chen and I, and mm -hmm. then they would refer the patients to us. Mm -hmm. So that was, but there's no harm if a patient is aware of doctors in their area, then they can say, oh, hey, you know, <laughs> Um, maybe you could place a referral, just see what this person's doing since they're doing studies. And so if we're doing studies, then it takes it off the patient, the doctor's ego yeah, a little yeah. bit. It's not like, oh, I'm sending you there because you yeah. don't know about yeah. IG4. Yeah. No, no, no. Never tell a doctor they don't know. Because yeah. We're very egotistical. Yeah. Yeah. We get yeah. upset, right? So instead it's, oh, well, I, I heard... Um, online that some of the doctors are doing mm -hmm. this study and what do you think if I go see that doctor? Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good uh, good avenue, good approach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah good. Uh, are, do we have any questions online? Um, are there any self-care techniques that they can do at home? This is a good question. So unless IgG4 related disease is in the internal organs, for example, if you know it's IgG4 and it's in the glands, I actually will monitor. You don't need treatment right away. Mm -hmm. This is part of why IgG4 can be good news. So it's not, in terms of what people can do at home, I'm a big proponent of general health. General health will help you with an immune disease, right? So things like good nutrition, good sleep, good exercise, meditation. These are basic health practices that can lower your cortisol level and help you fight off any immune-mediated condition. But in terms of access immediately, I think one of the advantages of having some people 
studying the research is that does improve your access, right? Because I have a dedicated clinic time mm-hmm. where I see patients. So you're going to move up, you know, in the, in the referral tree for that reason. But I think it would be, yeah, so I think I could reassure patients that if you do have it and you do not have organ involved, you know, mm-hmm. things like kidneys, liver, and pancreas, that it's okay to to do your general health measures and that um, this disease can flare and then go away, flare and then go away. A little different mm-hmm. than rheumatoid. Mm-hmm. Rheumatoid's more like this yeah. and then you're always in it. IgG4 can have long periods between flares, oh, actually. Yeah. Now, I don't treat people between the flares, right? Mm-hmm. People involved in my studies are all flaring. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, very interesting. Well, thank you so okay, much. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for your time. Okay. Thank you all for watching. I hope you, you learned uh, uh, great information today about IgG4-related disease. Um, and, um, well, we'll see you uh, very soon for another interview at uh, hashtag CR Arthritis. Thank you.